On your left, episode nine, we're talking Marvel on Get Into Geek. This is our Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Full spoilers chat. If you're here by mistake, we've got a non-spoilers where we sort of go into why we did or didn't like the movie uh, without any great details. So you can feel free to listen to that if you haven't seen the film. This is where you're coming if you have seen the movie and you want to expand on our thoughts. And to do that, Maddie, Emma, what's doing? Yo. Still just sitting in my car. Just still just sitting in your car. Rock star <laughs> treatment so podcasting. That's what we're... <laughs> you're sweating. Oh, we don't want that. You know, you can crack a window, mate. I don't <laughs> want to be on the news because, uh, you know, some kind of workplace health and safety, even though we're, we're separated by some distance that, um, you know, that we're going to be the cause of this. But we'll get through it quickly. Um, so we... Uh, anyone, yeah, I haven't, haven't heard our general thoughts. We liked it. We went in with sort of varying degrees of expectations based on reasons. You can check that out in our, uh, in our non-spoilers chat. But... Uh, Full spoilers. I mean, it's. Uh, let's start right at the start. Are we happy with uh, the way that they farewelled uh, T'Challa? Because it's like, are they going to kill him off screen? Is it going to start with a funeral? Is it going to start? He's already been. He's already passed. Are they not going to talk about it at all? And and it just sort of happened in the background. What you know, anything could have happened. But this starts very much. He is dying. He is minutes away from death. He dies roll credits sort of thing open up the titles of the film so um an undisclosed illness is uh, is what took him which i don't think i really thought about until halfway through the film the fact that like yeah it's not like we lost chadwick boseman through a car accident or something like he very much died being sick so it, it, it i think if i was to go back and watch it again now but oh wow this feels really real like it's it's like sad but you go in expecting to be sad so it's sort of like a gut punch and taking you back to June 2020 or whenever it was in the middle of 2020 to find out that um, Chadwick Boseman had passed. But, um, yeah, how do, we, how do we think that they at least handled that aspect of what the story ended up becoming? I thought it was pretty well handled. Like, it was the way it kind of tied into the previous film. It's like it sort of had stakes in terms of, oh, yeah, that's right, Killmonger destroyed all the heart-shaped herbs. So they couldn't just use that to save him because that mm. would have been the obvious way to go. But then also I think more importantly is it gave Shuri, you know, some kind of agency going through the film then it was, you know, it was, it was her demons of, you know, I wish they probably lent into it a little bit more, but I, uh, yeah, like her, her feeling guilty for not being able to help, not being able to, to, to save him mm. um, when it, when it really counted. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was quite nice. The, the funeral was a bit, I didn't, I didn't get, the goosebumpies and the the real kind of feels in that, but um, but yeah, I think it was handled well and handled respectfully. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I didn't quite understand. I mean, I, it's been a while since I've seen the first Black Panther. To be fair, but the whole printing of the trying to recreate the the herb and all of that was there like some sort of obviously some sort of medicinal like benefit that it would have saved him. Yeah, yeah, because the heart-shaped herb, like, gives Black Panther, like, their supernatural abilities, their strength, their speed, their good their good health, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so why, it just, like, wore off? That Yeah, I thought that was a little vague. It's like, okay, so why wasn't... Because it's not like, yes, T'Challa was like, he, you know, he had the, the heart-shaped herb, and then the, he took the other thing in the first movie to take away his power so he could defend his crown and then got it back and it's like well that that was made to feel like that's a pretty regular tradition so they weren't kind of leaning on that the reason that he got sick but yeah they kind of vagued up a little bit to be like why wasn't why wasn't his current heart-shaped herb you know abilities keeping him keeping him strong and, and why would another one help him guys we're living in yeah. pandemic times he just needed a booster okay <laughs> like the truth is out there in our real world okay he needed an art shaped herb uh booster shot i don't know i don't know why you don't get this I'm, i mean that checks out i'll, I'll, I'll rubber stamp that <laughs> well you hinted at in our um, non-spoilers emma you said look you know there's there's some plot issues that you had and some holes and and things like that. And I know that we don't we don't have you for a uh, a long time. Probably not as long as Maddie and I are going to sit here happy to to talk about a Marvel film. Surprise, surprise. So what were some of the uh, things before we do lose you? What were some of the things that you did have issues with with the movie? Uh, okay, the, the that end sequence really kind of got me a little bit with the where they go out into the ocean and actually confront um, mm. the the rival. Oh, on the. Sea Jaguar? Big, Is yeah. that what they called it? 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, whoever's naming these things needs to, you know, take a minute. It uh, it uh, reminded me a bit of um, like the the boat in or the ship, I should say, in um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm. Had that kind of shape to Ooh. it, you know. I haven't yeah. seen that in a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had flashbacks to that. Um, just like it was very much that trope of this is an indestructible ship, but we're going to put the one vulnerable spot right in a place that can be targeted with a big yeah. glowy light to be like, hey, hit here. Yeah, <laughs> po- pointed at the enemy. Like, that's the yeah, one right? The one that's spot. where you want to put it, yeah. Should we have more yeah. than one? Absolutely not. Only no, have one No, of them. just the one. If we're going to use this weapon and we're only going to use one and uh, if they wreck it, then, yeah, we're screwed. Um, yeah. So yeah. that was like, uh, I thought these people were hyper-intelligent. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, know, I was just a bit nervous of the fact that they even... I mean, I, I get that they had to get to them at some point and they had to draw them out, but the idea was like, let's go into the middle of the ocean yeah. to fight those people that are strongest when they're near water mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we can then take them away, away from, from the water. water. But we've yeah. got to be so far away from land to be able to... Do, I'm like, there's got to be an easy way to do this, guys, right? Like. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought... Because I found myself, any time they got near water, like even um, I and Riri, right, she, like, would get knocked out of the sky and she'd go close to the water or someone would get very close to the waters of surface of some description. I'd be like, hey, get away, get away, get away. Yeah. It's yeah. Gonna, someone's going to get you. Like, I feel like it was like in a Jaws film. It's like, if you're in the water, you will get eaten by a shark. Here, it's if you're near the water, you're going to get stabbed by, you know, a squid man. So um, the idea of, like, let's take the fight to them to beat them, it's like, you no, know, you're going to where they're strongest. It was just, like, very vague about uh, their actual abilities. Like, so in the in the in that opening sequence, well, not opening sequence, when you first kind of get confronted with them with Shuri on the bridge and when they're trying to save Riri, she stabs them and they go down. And then it's, like, a couple minutes later they get back up and they can run off. In in the, the sequence with, with the CIA operatives on the, on the ship, she shoots them and they go down. But then when it comes to, like, the actual battle, they're taking these hits and they're just, like, still running, still going. Nothing's stopping me. It's like, Mm. okay, at what point did we... We were just like, this'll do. Yeah. There was was a little vagueness, too, with I found it. I was confused at a couple of points with the the skin change. Yeah. It's like, obviously, Namor is different because he's a mutant. I use air quotes when I say that. He's a mutant. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, like, he, he he said the word too. He is, I am a music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so he sort of stays the same throughout. I've never seen sort of skin color changing Atlanteans before, so I kind of did like the way they that this was a little bit different. But yeah, it was like it seems to be when they're out of water, they're blue. But when they're in water, they have a more human skin tone. But you don't kind of see the transition or understand why, because it's like even when Namor's sort of explaining his backstory. It's like his mother takes the the little soup and then she turns blue, but then literally the next shot is her like giving birth to him in the ocean and she has human skin colour. So I'm like, could could we see? Could we see that? Can we find out why their their skin changes colour? Yeah. Yeah, just confused. It didn't it didn't ruin anything for me, but it was just kind of I just was taking it, it was like, oh what I felt like I'd missed something. Mm. Yeah. And then also in is it Endgame where they go to Wakanda and there's they have that big battle with Thanos and he brings all his people. The Wakandan army is massive, like it's huge. They have people riding on the big rhino things and it's it's a whole thing. But then they go to war with this other culture and they take like twenty five people. <laughs> yeah, and, and all that would have taken was a line to be like oh, we suffered heavy, heavy casualties with Thanos yeah. or, you know, because obviously there was the there was the pre-blip fight in Wakanda, but then there was also the post-blip fight, you know, at Avengers Campus where everyone showed up. Yeah. And it's like a simple line saying, you know, we've, we've, suffered, we've suffered heavy casualties protecting the world or whatever. Um, and you'd buy that. But yeah, it was, it was weird. Like they seem to spend more time leaning into... Um, the Talakan saying, oh, our armies Way bigger. So much big, way bigger. Way bigger. But still so only brought, like, yours. maybe 50 people. Yeah. 
Yeah, what did he say at one stage? I've got more soldiers than you have blades of grass in your land. And I'm like, damn, yeah. that's a that's that's a big statement. That's a lot. Yeah, they've been lot. fucking, and as, <laughs> you know, and as we know, the the theme of of of, of uh, Phase Four, Captain America fucks. So everybody, <laughs> everybody be fucking. So they've been they've been populating. <laughs> yeah. Um. One thing I actually I did appreciate with the uh, the war between the two cultures is that you know, I don't know anything about um, Namor or I was on my way last night talking to my brother and I'm like, well, Namor's basically he's like you know he's like Aquaman, he's Atlantean or something. And I'm like, I'm just using Atlantean or Atlantis as a recognizable term for you know city under the sea basically. And mm. when you said um, was it in an on spoilers that no, that's kind of what he's known as but they sort of change it here to, to get away from the dc stuff either way that means like we we know that i know i know at least that and i know nothing about the characters so it's a big thing and it, it will it will be an ongoing thing we will return to that world and namor is not a one and done villain he is someone we are going to revisit and will you know change their tone i i imagine i i've only ever known namor as well maybe not even not a hero but like you know he's he's not He's not Thanos. He's not Doctor Doom. He's not like a oh, no, persistent he's, he's bad Avenger. guy, right? He's, so he's straight up an Avenger. He's got a positive future. So what my mm. expectation uh, is probably too heavy of a word, but still, for lack of a better one, was that okay? We're going to have Wakanda. We're going to be fighting Talokan. There's going to be a player underneath that at the end they realise, hey, we're better off together. Let's high-five and fight the unseen third That's party. That's what I was expecting. Right? That's just what happens in these movies. You co- you couldn't possibly have two heroes fight. Like, I guess Civil War did it, but like you knew from the start, no, there's someone under there that's actually setting all of yeah. this up. And then and- they sort of come together, but then they went back and they started fighting again at the end, only for it to close off. They go their separate ways, not ceremoniously or anything but there's a definitive bad guy there and I just thought well that's probably what they're going to do because we're not going to it should have been a tumor he's he's a pretty he's been in the cartoon he's been mm. the he's he's a classic um Atlantean bad guy I yeah. thought I had a hundred percent going in like once we're introduced to um his sister Namora and a tumor I'm like oh they're going to betray they're going to betray everybody in the end they're going to betray mm. Namor and they're going to be the bad guys and Namor's going to come over to the Wakandan side and they're going to beat him yeah. Done. Yeah. Sorted. And they didn't do that, which I was happy no. about because even though they sort of get to a stage where, and it was like, what, a minute, minute and a half long where Shuri's there looking at Namor going, I could kill you. And he's like, you could kill me. And she's like, I don't want to. We, we're we better than this, right? And like she had those moments. She's like, I could be this thing that I feel like I should be and I could be vengeance and I could just go out for revenge and just burn the world down, as she said, because I'm so upset and angry that my brother's gone, my mother's gone, my father's gone, half my people are gone, blah, 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 all this loss. And I could just go crazy because I'm not meant to be the noble one like my brother. But no, I've got to be better than that because I am more now. Without my mother, I'm queen. And without my brother, I'm queen. And I'm sort of the leader of these people. I've got to be the Black Panther. Um, and and Namor too sort of, you know, like you are, even though he is very much the villain, I think people expect, and I did, I expect him to be an antagonist until he wasn't. He was the villain of this film, um, but one of the great villains where we sympathise with him. I understood why he was doing what he was yeah. doing. Oh, he's, oh, you, he's Magneto. Yeah, and you spoke about the um, the monologuing and uh, or more so the, the exposition scenes. And when they first brought Shuri down to the underwater um, you know, cavern and he's in there in, the, in his own little room where he's been painting the walls, the story of uh, the history of his people, and he's there explaining his entire backstory. And I'm like, dude, why are you doing this? Why are you telling her this? It doesn't matter. Mm. Either kill her or get what you want from her. But then at the end of that, he said, do you know why? And, like, you know, again, he's very much to the audience. Do you know why I'm telling you this? And But then I, I very much understood. He goes, I don't want to – I want to team up with you, right? I'm not I'm not against you guys. I want this – you guys have you, – you're like us but on the surface. You've got better and bigger stuff. You have shunned the world. You're doing your own thing. You're doing what we want to be doing. But the world is coming for us. And and I like the as well the reasoning behind why it's now and not before. It's – they're looking for vibranium. That's why they've they've suddenly found it. It's not like it's just some dumb reason that it could have happened pre Iron Man one or something like that. So yeah. I uh, in the I did like that. Yeah, okay. The end. They've sort of come to an agreement, but it wasn't because there was an an unseen third party until the end of the film. You know, um, Julia Louis Dreyfus didn't show up with an army with twenty minutes to go, going ha ha, kill everybody. You know, it wasn't something dumb. I was like waiting that. for it. 
Right? I, I know. Was because, yeah. I, was, I was waiting for her to do something in the movie. Mm. Oh, her being in it. I mean, she, I was trying to think of all the things we've actually seen her in. Is it only three things so far or two or three? Whatever it is. Uh, like what? it's, it would have been Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Black Widow. Black Widow. And this. Mm. That's it, right? I think I'm just looking ahead to things that I know she's going to be coming up in. So her popping up was a massive surprise to me. I had no idea yeah. that was never like a rumour, never photographed on set or anything like that. So I think for the longest time, up until she sort of revealed that she'd been spying on um, Everett Ross the, the entire film and that she wasn't playing dumb, the whole, or she was playing dumb, um, yeah. the, the whole film, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I don't know what that means to her ongoing because once she get, like put handcuffs on him, we never saw her again again but um i'm interested to know if it's a comic thing where they're married because if it's something that was from the comics okay but mm. as far as the movie goes that that didn't add anything to anything mm. like why did they need to be ex, ex- i feel like that was that just w- like a scandal moment you know and i was like oh okay all yeah. right as someone as naturally funny as Julia Weidreifers didn't deliver it, would they've even had that line in? Just heard the way, like, oh yeah, there's got to be some things I want to talk to you about our marriage and like end yeah. scene. And I'm like, just the way she delivered that, I really appreciated. So I don't know that I would want to see it from anybody else. So maybe if no one else um, was playing it like her, they wouldn't have done it because yeah, it didn't it didn't add anything. They were ultimately way too cool. Based on what we know about those individual characters, they were way too friendly. You would think for people that used to be married. Um, it, it sort of made you look at their relationship for the next two or three scenes in a, mm. in a different light or something. But, um, yeah, I know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm glad too. Like, we know, you know, she's got the Thunderbolts thing happening in a couple of, you know, years' time or whatever, but I'm glad none of that, you know, happened um, uh, by the end of the film that she didn't sort of reveal herself to be some, yeah, like bad guy that was going to bring the other two cultures together. I like the idea that they're still bad and that Namor at the end of this not bad, but antagonist that Namor at the end of this said, hey, yeah, she could have, but they didn't. And that means we're going to be their first allies because the the world's going to come to them. They were coming to us, they're not anymore. They're going to go to Wakanda and they're going to come to us and we're both going to take the surface world down. So, you know, um, it's sort of in some respects, it's unchanged from the way that the movie started, but in a much more sort of sinister way, you know, um, or, or mm. darker, darker way, not as uplifting. Um, you know, I fully expected that by the next time we would have seen Namor post this, he would have been on his way to becoming, yeah, let's just, you know, wash him over as a hero. But now it's like, no, oh, they've yeah, still, got, they've the still new, got some work to do. He's the new Wanda. Like, he's the, mm. the villain that becomes a hero type mm. thing. Like... And I guess Wanda went the other way again very quickly. But, mm. you know. <laughs> Do you like his power set? Because, I, again, I don't know much about him. And going into it, I'd read the comments from Ryan Coogler, the director, saying, oh, yeah, he's as strong as um, Thor. And if you're in water with him, he's as strong as the Hulk. And it's like, okay, whatever, he's strong. But it's like, no, he's strong. Um, he's, his skin is, like, impenetrable. He's wearing vibranium. He's got the feather feet so he can fly and sort of sidestep midair. Um, he's extremely fast, extremely strong. And all that together is, like... Like he was un, he and his people were unstoppable. Like unless they sort of shook hands at the end, it's like it, they mm. they they were unbeatable. Like we just the Wakandas just kept finding different ways to lose to these guys, uh, which yeah. they said as much. This is different because we'd never fought anyone with vibranium, but it wasn't the vibranium that made them lose. These guys were just like extremely better than them at almost everything. Well, they they were all Panthers because it was like they had like the genetic. Mm. Passed down of the heart shaped herb, like they all kind of you know had it in their in their genetics. Um, I still like like if there's any name or stands out there, I guess they're the ones that need to sort of you know let us know how faithfully it was done. But the winged feet, I don't know. <laughs> it I've was very jarring. It. it was I knew nothing. <laughs> I hadn't seen any trailers, so I had no idea. And when he flew out of the water, I was like, oh. Okay, this is what we're yeah, doing yeah. now. I mean, even even that Greek god in the Hercules cartoon you know, that's got the winged feet. It's like it's a lot. It's a, it's a weird. It's a weird place for wings. I don't get it. It's not my vibe. How how does it um, work? Like I don't understand the physics of if you've got wings on the bottom when you fly upside down. When you when you your feet you fly upside down. I don't understand. I don't know. He's got pointy ears that point to the sky. Maybe that helps. Mm. I I don't get it. It's it's not it's not my vibe. I wasn't upset about it. It just it's it doesn't do anything 
for me. One thing that I found, uh, like, kind of threw me out was at the very end where he's talking to his sister. It's his sister, yeah? Yeah, I, I assume so. Her name's Namora, so I'm, I'm assuming. There's some relation. <laughs> um, yeah. And he goes, the Black Panther is the most powerful person on the earth. It's like, you were winning up until, like, two minutes ago. Yeah. And now you're turning around saying that, nah, the most powerful person on earth. I don't understand that. It was odd. It was odd. Maybe she, there, she's the most powerful person on earth. Meaning the land. On the land, maybe, <laughs> He's yeah. the most powerful person in the water. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it was just, like, a very, it's... very sudden of, like, he's basically invincible. Like, there's no way you're going to beat him. And then, like, all of a sudden, there's just, like, a, oh, nope. Yeah, well, I Turn mean, Mbaku, Mbaku has that whole section about, they call him a god. He's, he's the serpent god. Like, they view him as a, yeah, and they're like, okay, well... Ironically, they made fun of Riri at the start when she was freaking out when um, uh, Shuri and Okoye showed up to her, her dorm room and she like goes to attack them with the heater and they're like, nice heater. Plot twist, that was how they beat Namor in the end. A couple of heaters <laughs> uh, to dry him out, the, the fish man, and, uh, and they won. Yeah, it was just, there was just some stuff where I was just like, I don't know if that makes sense to me. Like, they're all very squishy, fishy people. I understand that they've got the herb, but they got taken down yeah. by a bullet and then you didn't continue to use bullets to hurt them. Yeah, like, if they were... If if they set up something where it was like, well, they're vulnerable to vibranium. So it's like, that's the sure. reason Okoye could take out those people on the bridge. It's because she had her vibranium spear. But they're bulletproof to traditional human bullets. Done. Sorted. I bought. I buy that. You know? But, yeah, it was a little vague. There was a little, a little bit of vagueness going around where you're just like, I'm not entirely sure of the rules... Of this, so I don't know. I'm just letting it just come at my eyes and and just figure it out later. Also, I don't know if you guys got the sense, but I kind of forgot that it was Earth for a while. Like, it felt very otherworld. Oh, interesting. Between under the water city and then Wakanda, like, neither of those places are going to yeah. exist. No, because it, it started to have a similar sort of beat to the first film where, you know, half an hour in, they have a need to go outside of Wakanda and they're, they're whoever, whatever they were tracking down when they first ran into um, Everett Ross in the first movie, whereas this, obviously, Namor comes to them and says, you need to get me that scientist. And they're like, oh, I guess we better go to America and find them. I'm like, oh, so is that what the, we're going to be in this awesome land like Wakanda and we're just going to keep finding reasons to leave this place? Yes. Um, mm. But, I mean, other than that sequence, you know, getting her from MIT, like it was either Wakanda or Talakan. We were in for the almost entire... I mean, okay, well, a little yeah, bit like, of Haiti, but, like, we were very much part of those two cultures. So, you, yeah, you'd absolutely be forgiven for thinking that because we were in two very, very foreign-looking places, even within this fantastical world, yeah. Well, I, I don't think Everett Ross actually had a scene with any of the main characters. No. <laughs> it was all on... It was all on FaceTime with the balls. There was yeah. that one where he went jogging and they yep. creeped on him oh, in yeah, the forest. Yeah, that's <laughs> Everything else was via the beads. Yeah. I wonder... Yeah, that would have been a lonely shoot for it. I mean, I guess he had, you know, Julia Dreyfus, but just none of, the, none of the people that he, you know, was in the first film with. And he was... He was in the second one with. Yeah, and he was not in... I wonder... I'd have to go back and watch that shot where he first runs around the corner, like, in the middle of the trees and sees uh, Shuri and uh, Okoye there. I don't, I don't think we see his face. Like, I dare say he would have never shot anything with any of them. It would have... Yeah, him wow. and Julia Lee dreyfus and that would have been it, I suppose, really. yeah. It was shot during, you know... During COVID, that's what I mean. Like, maybe, like that, maybe so. COVID um, changed a fair bit because yeah. I found myself thinking that too, like... I guess listening to Martin Freeman, when I know he's British, he's having to put on this, you know, um, American accent. He's like, you know, always yelling. He's always like chasing after with the things that are happening around him. Same as in the first, um, in the like, at least when we saw him in Civil War, he was like in his element. He's a CIA agent. He's 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 the one calling the shots. Black Panther. There's some crazy shit going on around him. Same as in this. And not that I know him as a person. I don't presume him to be like, you know, um, you know, an asshole or something. But I'm just, I was watching him going. What does he think about just showing up and just like yelling? stuff and then like just make it you're on set 
you're just going to be making phone calls to people the entire movie. And, mm. uh, you know, we're going to put you in scenes with a character at the start and then at the end they're going to rescue you, but you're never going to be in a, in a movie, with, in, a, in a scene with them. You're going to show up, do some green screen stuff. We're going to make you look like you're on a bridge. You're going to pick up some beads. You're going to go and sit in front of a green screen in a car and then go and hang out in a kitchen at one stage. And, like, that's you for the movie. So, like, he could have done all of his shit in, like, a week. But, um, mm. yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I hadn't thought about that until now that, yeah, he didn't... Yeah. Yeah. interact with them very much but like as far as character interaction go you're like oh no they they talk to each other but like yeah that was i mean yeah he had he had he spoke with queen ramonda a lot mm-hmm. like i don't i don't know that those two had any interactions in the first film no because i'd say he was probably speaking to her more than anyone else sort of on um throughout the film but yeah, yeah it was all on on facetime well, actually, on the uh ramonda thing um yeah that was another thing i wasn't expecting um the queen. Yeah, I was, she was MVP. Like, yeah. she was so. And you called that last movie. week. You said, I'm so ready for her to be the number one thing in this entire film, will be and Angela Bassett. When I, when I spoke in our non spoilers about people gasping when people entered the room, it was her. Like, at that start of the film, when she walked into that, like, Senate hearing or UN hearing or whatever it is, just looking like a badass bitch, there were <laughs> visible, gar- like, audible gasps around. People just went, <gasps> Oh, like they were just frothy, and every every time she entered a room, she just yeah. had that gravitas, and she was so good. Um, so yeah, to lose her is tough. It kind of it was weird to repeat the beat of the the funeral again. Mm. Like I I get it. like it paid mm. off in the end because it's like Shuri wasn't prepared to go through the ritual of burning her her funeral clothing from T'Challa's funeral. She wore them again for her mother's funeral. And then by the end of the film, she was, you know, she burns them. I I get all that traveling through, but it kind of did feel a little bit like in the moment, it just felt a little bit just repeating those beats over again. So they kind of lost a little bit of the, of the impact from the first time to see them again, like an hour later, an hour and a half later or whatever it was. Um, But yeah, I guess it, you know, it did obviously, give Shuri that emotional push. I just wish they'd lent into like that the the year that passed lent into Shuri maybe being a little more lost. I don't think they lent I I would have liked to have seen Shuri kind of being a little more lost and unsure of 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 her place in the world because it kind of just went a year later Queen Ramonda's been, you know, running things again. Um but we didn't really touch base much with, with Shuri and where mm. she was. Um, like that, that moment was really nice towards the end where she finally goes back into, for lack of a better word, the Panther cave. And there's like, you know, the, the leaves have all turned brown to sort of symbolize that she hadn't been there in a long time. I liked that kind of stuff, but yeah, I kind of wanted her to be a slacker. Like I just kind of wanted her to, or maybe have run away to, you know, to America. And maybe that's how she met Riri was, she, you know, she ran away to America and was, was, being a war dog or something like that. Um, yeah, there was something a little bit sort of missing there for me. Yeah, but even overall, the, it was good. The transition from so she's she's obviously angry. She wants to burn the world. Then she loses her mother, and she's even more angry and like out for revenge. And I feel like that's that's a the main pushing factor for her character is like she's she's getting revenge, and then like to just change her mind on that in like a, a second I don't, it felt a bit forced it, like you spend mm. the time building this character to want this thing and then like obviously it's very like Hollywood trope kind of thing to be like no I've changed my mind but it just yeah it didn't it, it, it needed something like in the same way T'Challa in the first film went back to the ancestral plane it's like that's what Shuri wanted she wanted to see T'Challa there obviously she couldn't for some reason, her dad never bothered to show up on the ancestral plane. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know in world whether Ramonda could have shown up on the ancestral plane. I don't know whether that ceremony is saved. Like you could only be visited by people who were Panthers already. I don't know, but obviously that explains why Killmonger was there. I get that. But then, cause yeah, there was just that, she, you know, she had the spirit at Namor's throat at the end. And there was just that one very brief flash of Ramonda Saying you know, Showing basically, who you are. Refu- 
just Mufasa, remember. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and then that was and that was enough for her. Um yeah, I kind of I wanted a bit more. Mind you, I was a blubbering mess through half of this film, oh. so <laughs> if there was any more of that, I may have, you know, been even worse. So, I guess in in that regard, I'm glad they didn't, but um but yeah, there was a couple of moments there where just artistic, yeah, I would just I would just would have made a slightly different choice. There was even a moment for a split second because obviously they'd been hiding throughout the whole film and even through all the promotions on who the new panther was actually going to be. Everyone's like, "Well, obviously it's going to be Shuri." She's she's Panther in the comics, and Marvel's like maybe not. <laughs> um, and there was just that split second where when when Shuri had kind of figured it out, and then Nakia just kind of appears on the steps and's like, "Sup?" For a split second, I was like, "Oh my god, Shuri's mm. gonna make Nakia the new Panther," mm. and I'm kind of down for that because you know, I mean, Shuri did a great job in this film, but. Letitia Wright is no Lupita Nyong'o. Like Lupita Nyong'o, if if it was me, I'd be like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put all my eggs in her basket because she's a fucking award winning, phenomenal, ridiculously good actress. Maybe I want to tap her and be like, okay, I'm gonna make you the new Black Panther, and you're gonna be the new head of this franchise moving forward. So just for a split second there, I just thought because yeah, because then I was like, well, you know, T'Challa and Shuri have this great back and forward of. You know, it was, it's like, you know, for you guys, it's the James Bond and the Q. You know, Shuri is is the Q. So I was like, okay, well, if Shuri becomes Black, Fa- Black Panther, who's going to be her Q? Um, and then they kind of did tie into that right at the end with Riri. You kind of got the vibe that Riri might be her her Q. There was kind of that repeating moment in the same way T'Challa walked in to Shuri, Shuri walked in to Riri. Um, but yeah, I, that kind of would have been cool, I think, to see... Um, to see Nakia as uh, as Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, because that was a massive question, obviously, going in. It's like... And, like, you watch, you're like, oh, well, yeah, obviously it was going to be Shuri. And like you said, the, yeah, the comics thing. And I'm like, well, Marvel, I kind of did believe when they go, well, you know, we've got, we got options. I'm like, are they going to take Okoye away from being Adora Milaje to being the Black Panther? Probably not. Uh, Nakia, well, yeah, maybe. Shuri, maybe. But you're right, I'm like, well, she's already got duties. But now it's like, well, she's... Queen and the Black Panther, which is not something that's usually what the Black Panthers have done, is be king. But she's also the head of tech. Um, you know, she's got a lot um, going on, and she's so young as uh, as well. So um, I guess it's uh, I don't know. I'd like to know their their plans in a way because I just started thinking of it. Yeah, as a, from an actress's standpoint, I'm like, who's got longer left in this franchise? Like, who who wants to sign away the next sort of 10, 15 years of their life? Is it Lupita Nyong'o? Uh, is it Letitia Wright? Like, which one's more likely? And um, um, maybe they maybe they both stick around because mm. you know I mean I mean them and um, and uh, Daniel uh, Guerrero oh God I always mispronounce oh, her name Dinah Dinah Guerrero yeah uh, not Daniel God again um, she she had some moments in this movie and I'm like holy shit you are awesome um, mm. and maybe I need to go and watch more Walking Dead just to see you as Michonne just because you're incredible <laughs> um, it was I was quite surprised at the end they left her not returning to the Dora Milaje. She was wearing the garb. She rescued old mate from uh, his CIA holdings. So what? Uh, what do In you think? Whatever that that weird blue. I'd never heard of it. Whatever they call it. What Midnight the Revenging Angel, Angel or Angel? something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about any of that. It looked a bit like Predator but with big eyes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Literally the whole time, Michael was sitting next to me, going, "This is just Predator." Like the moment where they <laughs> high five and like do the arm wrestle. He's like. You son of a bitch. <laughs> just, the whole time was quoting Predator to me. I was like, you need to shut up. You're going to get me in trouble. Yeah. And they you have... Know, um, I, they... I agree with the Koye during the movie. I'm like, that shit's ugly. Yeah. And, and then and then didn't she say, I built you a new spear? And then did she get a new spear? I don't remember her actually fighting with a spear in that. I don't a spear. I don't know. In, in the outfit. They were like flying around shooting stuff from... Yeah, unless she was when she was fighting a tumor, did she have a spear? But I don't know, it just looked like a normal spear. I don't know. It's one of those upgrades, costume wise. I was like, okay, cool, I'm fine with this for the end, but I don't want all the Dora Mirage getting around this in Black Panther three, right? I want them in the traditional. Yeah, go- I don't want when them all to be. When there was that line where they said, um, "How many of these have you made?" I'm like, oh god, the the whole Dora Mirage yeah. is gonna be wearing them. Yeah, and they're yeah. obviously they're never gonna take them off. They've all got electrified spears and daggers. They got like bulletproof armor with nanotech retractable sort of headpieces and stuff they can fly like but we're still uh, afraid of the squishy fish people 
Yeah, right. I'm like, <laughs> we need to go back. Like, make this a make this a one yeah. and done sort of thing, which pro- yeah. might not make I mean, logical sense in world. Why would you ever go back? But I'm like, just I think when those suits first showed off everything they could do in that final battle, I was kind of like, all right. Yeah. So I'm watching these like highly tech Wakanda nation people with all their incredible stuff and they're flying ships. Then there's also these fish people that are kind of in- impenetrable. They've got their own sick weapons. Um, we've got these amazing ships and we've got this going on and then this is happening over in somewhere else. Oh, now these guys show up and they've got flying suits with like laser or sonic weapons and stuff. I'm like, what am I watching? Am I watching Star Wars here? Like where everything's yeah. flying around. Meanwhile, everything's got laser. Mbaku's like, still there wearing fur. With, with a, a club, stick. yeah, he's got a massive club, and I love wailing that. on people. <laughs> and he's the last; he's he's the one that's least afraid. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll take on these fish people. It's fine. I, don't I care. could not stop. Every time he did something, I'm like, "Oh, you're the Wakandan Tom Hardy." Like yeah. he's just sitting there, and he's like, you know, he's sort of like just sitting there, with like you know, relaxed a little bit, just like talking to people like this, and just hmm, ah, and just grunting his way through scenes. I'm like, holy shit, man. You're kind of Tom Hardy in this. This is amazing. I lo- like. I love Winston Duke, and I love him as Mbaku. And I was looking forward to what kind of role he would play, based on what he had in the first film. But by way Ooh. of T'Challa not being around, and he just like he was comedic relief, but he was also the grunt. But also like that when uh, um, uh, Shuri shows up as the Black Panther, he immediately like, holds her hand up as like the Black Panther has returned. You know, he's yeah. all he's all supportive. So um, does anyone understand what happened with him at the end? Nope. Nope. Did Shuri like give him the crown or like what? Yeah, I don't. No idea. Cause even even the the priestesses were like, okay, we're here, we're doing the ceremony. Here comes Princess Shuri. Mm. And then it's Mbaku. Yeah. And what he said something about I'm here to defend the crown. Yeah, I don't she know. she can't she cannot be here today. And I'm here to challenge for it. Or something. I'm like, hang on. And I was just waiting. Challenge who? I don't That's... know. I don't know. Yeah. So, I was waiting for someone just to yell out in the back like. You've already yeah. done this and you lost. Like, yeah. he, he's what's already... he gonna do? Beat up the lady that's doing the ceremony? Yeah. Like, who's he? Who's he? Who's he beating up? Yeah, and I, it would have been nice for him just confused. to pop out, maybe and only deliver half that. Like, hey, she can't be here today. But anyway, let's um, let's let's go hit lunch, guys, and then cut to her in Haiti with um, Nakia, um, you know, and doing sort of the final piece of that farewell ceremony um, yeah. to T'Challa, rather than like, hey, I'm here to fight for the crown. Unless it was meant as some kind of joke, but I don't think that that's what came across um, on screen. So Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where, where everyone stands at the end of that. I don't, is, mm. you know, is, is Shuri queen now? I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be Lots one of those things. things that it's like if, if they come back in even in a month and they go, oh, well, Sony, Queen Shuri, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because what else, who else would be? But if they come out in Ant-Man mm. and for some reason that references Black Panther and she's not that, I'll, I'll also be like, yeah, that makes sense because they never officially yeah. made that happen. So, um, Like, I, I get it because it's like when, you know, when they all got their asses kicked, it's like, oh, okay, they all fled to M'Baku's territory and he was kind of the leader, even though he was like, you're all guests, be better. <laughs> um, which was fun, but yeah, I would have liked a little more resolution there. Mm. Uh, and as and as I talked about it in the um, uh, in the non spoilers, but as much as I was in love with all of the costuming, it just looks so amazing. Everybody always looked badass. How do we all feel about the new Black Panther costume? Because for me, it was just a touch busy. There was just a little bit too much going on. I just want him just to pair it back a little bit. With all the gold accents and everything. Well, there was gold and silver accents. And that's one of my... I'm like, give me gold or silver. Don't give me both. Rookie well, styling I, mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind it because I guess of what I took it to mean. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm an idiot. So uh, I'm sure it's very surface level stuff that I think that I've, you know, worked out. But the idea that... You know, she sat there on a couple of occasions and had to make a decision. What's she going to be? Is she going to be, you know good side is she going to be dark side which way is she going to go and then in the end she embraced being the panther and not the sort of symbol of revenge but instead you know kind of what her brother was but then had those gold tinges to it like Killmonger, who was very much this, you know, right. otherwise agent of chaos. So it's okay. a little bit of both, you know, right? It's almost like her having the purple lightsaber. It's like, yeah, I've got the blue, but there's a tinge okay. of red there that's sort of, I'm, 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 I'm in the middle. I'm a grey Jedi sort of thing, right? I, I'm okay. trying to do the right thing, but I'm not necessarily going to follow all the rules. So Yeah, um, that kind of tracks. Although you saying purple does remind me, 
why why did her kinetic stuff absorb the hits sometimes and other times not when she was fighting with Namor? Yeah, I found myself asking that as well, so... And at no point did she ever, like, channel the energy back. Like, remember in Endgame when T'Challa just did, like, that massive, like, ground punch with all his kinetic energy and there was that big, like, purple wave of... of yeah, what what that would have been helpful. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's what happens um, when writers have indecision. Oh, and, <laughs> and then... And then, like, the big, big, like, da-da-da reveal was it's like she crossed her arms and said Wakanda forever and something exploded on cue. Did I miss something? What was that? I just thought it was good timing. Um, oh, right. I, 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 that doesn't make sense. I don't, I actually don't, I don't, I don't know. Because at that point they were just shouting slogans at each other because didn't he just be like, <laughs> Telecon rises and she replies, Wakanda forever and explosion. Yeah. So yeah. overall, really, really good, but there was some weird... Weird bits in there where I was like, huh? Mm. Huh? Maybe maybe a second viewing, it'll solve those things, but I, I don't know. Uh, good um, good intro for Riri Williams. She's getting her own show, but as far as, like, it, it, she played a big part in this film. Not as much of an origin story as Namor, but, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, a lot there that they laid down for, uh, for her to pick up on in her own show. She walks away with a pretty shiny suit. Um, so hopefully all the groundwork's well, done no, for the she, Disney Plus budget. Oh, that's she right. Sorry. Shuri said, no, that's, that's staying here. That's right. It's like, now, oh, sorry. That's right. It's like, hey, your own show. Now you've got something to do for eight episodes. Build your own costume. Because the way these Disney Plus shows work, you don't get a costume until the second last episode. So go off and, <laughs> uh, and do your I, thing. I did kind of like that she wasn't just a reactionary and like a cliche reactionary of being like a hysterical black woman, just like being like the Chris Tucker or, mm. the, or the Chris Rock. You know, just being like, what? You know, there was none of that. <laughs> like, you kind of... I, I found her incredibly charming. Yeah. And I have next to no sort of experience with Ironheart or Riri. Like, I don't think... I'm not a huge comic reader, um, unless it's X-Men. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of the stuff the, that I get my reference material from is usually cartoons and stuff like that. And as far as I'm aware, she hasn't been in any yet. So I don't have any... So this was kind of my first you know, moving reference to, and I, I found this actress incredibly charming. I, um, I really enjoyed her. Yeah, no, I thought she was great. She definitely did have her quippy moments, but I thought they fit what we'd seen of the character so far and fit the moment. I don't, you know, she didn't yeah. ever pop up in a really serious moment and be like, hey, zany, um, just to sort of have this mm. bit of comic relief. I'm not from here. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, there was, yeah, there was none of that. <laughs> yeah, she buckled was, down. She was, you know, using the um, the sort of interfaces. She was helping out, you know, using her mind yeah. and, uh, you know, was was working working hard so she could play hard. Yeah, basically, yeah. and I think hopefully all the, all the dude bros will be happy because I know, like, there's been criticism of... of Ironheart. Ironheart as a character on paper just being like, oh, she built her own Iron Man suit. Mm. People kind of go, well, well, that's not a very good backstory. That she's just a rip off of Iron Man, and they're they're gonna, pe- you know, dude bros are gonna call it woke or whatever because they've suddenly made a you know a black female woman Iron Man. It's like no, just so this was like really really cool. It was just like I I I bought everything. She's like when she's you know at MIT and she's just like schooling these dudes doing their projects for them and stuff like that. And it's just you know. She's a mechanic. She she kind of she doesn't she doesn't even seem to you know appreciate just how smart she is. She kind of I felt she just kind of considered herself a mechanic. She's like, mm. "Yeah, I've been building stuff since I was a kid. I just I just like to build stuff." Yeah. So I didn't feel like there was any like theft of intellectual property or anything like that, you know. And, and I think I liked it's, it. It laid a nice sort of grounded uh, platform for her to start the show, but also showed that her show could get really fantastical and really big, mm. and still seem within the um, you know the realm of the character. What we've seen in, in this yeah. film as well. So. And the the suit was cool. I yeah. liked the addition of like the big shoulders with the bits and pieces in them. It kind mm. of made it look something different. So it didn't just feel like we were watching somebody else in an Iron Man suit. I just yeah. wish it was a different color. Yeah, going the red felt a little. Especially in a way, because I was going to say I like that she. I don't think anyone ever mentioned like the copper that ran in or the suit. Goes, oh my god, she's got an Iron Man suit, but it wasn't like she said, "Oh my god, I'm such a massive fan of Tony Stark. I love Iron Man so mm. much." So it wasn't an homage. So I like they never mentioned him. It was just she was brilliant and she, like that's sort of I guess this kind of exosuit that you build in that world. But um, it probably would have made more sense had she been a massive fan, and that's why the color coding was uh, was kind of the same. So yeah, you're right. And what about um? Post credits. We've never seen a post credit scene that's been uh, like 
a follow-up to the end of the actual film before. Um, so for us to sort of come back and pick up with Shuri on the beach, it's like, oh shit, what's gonna what's gonna happen here? The end of the film is not the actual end of the film. It's like, ha ha, surprise, we got a child. Yeah, um, it felt it felt a little bit Fast and Furious. Like, I was gonna say that. I'm like, no, no one's gonna way. care if I say that. But yeah, without <laughs> you, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, um, and oh, you know, a little bit like it would have been Fast and Furious had like what was his um uh, to to Saint or something? I think was his uh, was he said my Haitian name is to Saint, and she's oh my god, it's a so, yeah. beautiful name, it's got beautiful heritage, it's very strong or whatever. He goes, no, 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 that's my that's my Haitian name. My name is, and I'm like, if it would, this is not what I expected them to do. If it was Fast and Furious, they would, my name is. Chadwick, bah, bah, bah. you know, Black yeah, Panther, yeah. we're kind of forever because, like, that's what they're, we're, they're, we're family. Yeah, we're, we're family. family. My name's Paul. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, my name was my name is to Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. Was that what? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so named after his father. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, go. that was cool. And I did, I did like you know, it, it, I don't necessarily hundred percent buy it, but I, I appreciate the acknowledgement that they're like. The one of the first things Shuri said was, "Has did he meet my mother? Mm. Like, did, did Ramonda know?" And they're like, "Yeah, she did." Mm. And I'm like, "There's a little part of me, like, if I was Shuri, I'd be like, so every motherfucker out here, <laughs> you except me, really? Now, now I'm gonna go really? dark side again. Everyone's keeping well, secrets. fuck me. I'm glad everybody's dead then because they don't <laughs> tell me shit. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit of that, but I am glad because then the flip side of that is, oh, for T'Challa to keep that from Ramonda is pretty fucked up as well. Mm. So. Um, yeah, it was it was it was nice. It was it was it was handled well. My thoughts with that is kind of going back to what you said before about like the actress that they've picked, you know, the the person that they picked to carry the Black Panther mantle. If they're going to be in it for the next fifteen years, are they going to be in it for the next fifteen years? If now we've introduced the fact that there is a prince, you know, that kid's going to yeah. be like what eight years old. So give him like and T'Challa. They've literally named exactly. him T'Challa. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought too. I'm like, oh, oh, I guess, I guess Storm's out there, and she's only a child as well. So that this Kachala <laughs> and Storm can grow up and marry each other, right? Right. So um, I thought Mbaku and Shuri were gonna get together for a second. Yeah, I got those vibes too. There's a little bit of stuff going on there. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was looking like, oh, even I mean, for for a touch there, I thought. Is Namor and Shuri, are they going to have, like, this sort of, like, forbidden yes. thing going on? Because, you know, again, it was just, it was part of that empathy towards that character. Him there going, look, I've got this other, this messed up childhood. And, hey, I feel you. You've got some mm. shit going on, too. And, sure, I'm 500 and you're, like, 20. But, like, we can we can make this work, you know. And we can yeah, bring when, our peoples it, together. For me, it was, it was when you gave her the, the bracelet. I was like, oh, he's, he's going the charm offensive yeah. here. But then, obviously, that turned out to be her way to, to, to use that to get the, the heart-shaped herb um, remade. No, and that was kind of cool. Like, I guess in mm. there's a couple of marks. I was going to say the, the the meeting at the start between like the United Nations where it was like a bunch of politicians gathering together going, hey, this other person or these people have got some sick technology that we want. Why won't they give it to us? A la the beginning of Iron Man 2. And then that person or peoples then show up and go, this is why we can't give it to you. Stop trying to take it off me. And then we get at the end, obviously, in Iron Man 2, he needed an element to save his own life and to then help his technology uh, moving forward um, where he found a missing element that his father had created in this. It's like, oh, Namor, he's had this element all along or rather the remains of the stuff that you no longer have and it's going to help it would have helped heal your brother but it's going to help you become what you need to be um, ongoing so well, I don't think it'll be as quite as divisive this film as what Iron Man 2 was but um, yeah just a couple of little ripples that um, seemed familiar um, from from that movie at least so yeah but yeah to double down on what you said just to, to wrap up my thoughts um, the MVP Yes, Angela Bassett was amazing. That one scene, if I'm going to give two MVPs, one male, one female for one scene each, Michael B. Jordan, I thought, as almost like a favour to director yeah. Ryan Coogler and a favour to the franchise that he was in, got killed off. If Chadwick Boseman's still here, Michael, jo- Michael B. Jordan's not coming back. So it just seemed like a guy doing the right thing for his mate and, and a past friend that um, to, to help tell That's the story. That's right, because... Um... Ryan Coogler did all the Creed films. He did the first. Well. He did the first Creed film. Yeah, yeah. First one. Um, yeah, yeah. So they obviously have a have a good work. And then uh, Fruitvale Station, Fruitvale Station, Creed, and then Black Panther. So they've worked together a uh, a fair bit. And yeah, uh, nice. for him to come back, I thought that scene to sort of help sort of culminate what Shuri had been going through up until that point, right up until the moment where she's becoming a Black Panther. Uh, I thought he was 
fucking brilliant in that one scene where he's just really monologuing to her and antagonizing her. And then, yeah, back to Queen Ramonda where she strips Okoye from her status as a member of the Dora Milaje oh. and the general of the armies. And Okoye, and we love Okoye. We understand on that. We saw that bridge scene. She did everything she could. Nothing she did was at mm. fault. It's not her fault that, sh- that Shuri got taken. Um, Shuri chose to get taken when Okoye had been blasted off the bridge, blah, blah, blah. But then for her to go in and go, yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, let's get back to the to the mission and we'll go rescue her. And she's like, no, you lost her. You are done. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. And she's like, but I've given you my whole life. And her just unleashing going, my husband's gone, my son's gone, my daughter's gone, half my people gone. I have given everything. How fucking dare you? And I was like, oh, shit. Don't so let good. my people fight. But my God, she... I, that one shot where she's like, I gave you everything... Like, she's not going to get nominated for an Oscar for this movie, and these movies don't get nominated for acting performances, but I thought that's the scene where they go, Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That's the shot. That's the one scene they yeah. show. And then I could, see, I almost heard the clapping, which is, have I not given everything? Just the... <laughs> Everyone in the, in the in the academy um, watching, going, yeah, congratulations. Where they cut to yeah. a close up of Angela Bassett sitting there in the uh, in the theatre. So, um, yeah, that yeah. was good, and I, and I love the little nod to um, Okoye's ex, or we assume ex, like oh, yeah. the, the the river the river guard guy, that, Daniel um, Kaluuya, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I read somewhere he the reason he wasn't in this film because he was committed to was it nope nope or, yep. yeah he was doing that so he just flat out wasn't available for this film so I thought that was a really nice touch the way they sort of made an in-world reason like it made sense that he wasn't in the film mm. and but it still had stakes like the fact that Ramonda brought up stuff from the first movie and threw it in Akoya's face yeah I mean, me and my family do that we'll have an argument we'll throw, <laughs> we'll throw something in their face from like six years ago yeah. pow so yeah I respected that are you a real family if you don't do that shit yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll wrap us up for, well, phase four, I guess, of Marvel. Maddie, you and I have, uh, I assume Emma hasn't seen some of the stuff, but you and I have at least got to catch up on uh, some things Marvel TV related. We can do that in another episode of uh, On Your Left, but uh, that's Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Emphasis more on the Wakanda Forever than it is a Black Panther film, I say. Mm. But, uh, yeah, some uh, some great stuff in there, um, you know, wrapping up a lot of things and yeah, promising some things uh, for the future. So, uh, yeah, I dug it. I'll be going back and... Uh, uh, yeah, that'll do for our uh, our spoilers chat. And I guess as far as Marvel movies go, we just got to count down another what three months until Quantum Mania, and then we're back at it again. Nice. Look forward to it. All of our old uh, chats. Uh, yeah, our Marvel talk on your left podcast. So you can check it out on the channel. Just uh, search "Get Into Geek." Otherwise, subscribe. All that sort of junk. You know what it is. Check out the body in the podcast description and uh, follow all the uh, follow all the ats and the hashtags and all that sort of stuff. And uh, we'll see you back uh, for more chat. Get into geek next week. Get into geek.